All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code COUPLE. Everybody goes about a relationship differently, and you have to learn how it is they quote-unquote learn. And if you can do that, you can, without fail, show each other so much love and feel so loved that it just makes your relationship even better. Mm. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we are going to talk about love languages. And the funny part about this is I think this is our third time filming this episode. I was just about to bring up the fact that the last time we tried to record this episode, it was actually several months ago, and we had a massive argument. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know why. <laughs> I don't even know why, but we did. It's a thing. Oh, man. And then we tried to film it again, and it didn't work. We got another argument. I don't know. But now we're back. Needless to say, th that's why love languages is important. Yeah, just so you can work to understand each other, work to love each other better, and uh, work to to receive love. Um, yeah, and and know how to do that. But do you think we'll make it through this without arguing? I hope. I hope so. Okay. Before we get into it, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the show, give it a rating wherever you're listening on. If you are listening to the podcast only, we do have the show on YouTube where you could see uh, Sean's hairy armpits and my <laughs> face for radio right there live in person. Oh my gosh, you have the most handsome, sexy face I've ever seen. Thank you, babe. Uh, appreciate that. And we also do live streams over there. So if you've listened to any of our previous kind of interactive episodes, it's all via YouTube. So you can subscribe to the show over there. And if you're on YouTube, go subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts. Why not? It's free. <laughs> but I also want to say this. Yes. We say this nearly every episode. Yes. 
we're not counselors. No. We are not professionals. We're not professors. None of this. And we have not figured it out. Yeah, we're just like you. Uh, and we're trying to just share more of this marriage-friendly, uplifting, uh, positive type of family content. And so we're not like really explicitly giving advice, uh, hopefully more experiences that you can relate to. And to take it back to our very first episode, we were inspired to do this podcast because if you follow media and social media, all of the conversations around marriage and relationships are doomsday. It's so-and-so didn't make it. They broke up. They got divorced. It didn't work. He wasn't the one. It was all, it's all pessimistic like opinions and actually that's kind of pertains to more than just the marriage related media. Well, it's for sure. most media. It's like just <laughs> bad sure. stuff out there, but there are so many happy stories out there Yeah, and relationships are hard and yeah. sticky Preach. and you go through so many roller coasters Preach. and that's okay. Preach. <laughs> wow. Okay. But it's okay. And we wanted to shed a light on how, all of these couples do marriage and do relationships completely different and it works yeah. and that's fine. So that being said, we're discussing love languages because it's something that Sean and I found helpful yes. and we hope you do too. No guarantees. There's no data to back that up, but let's go ahead and go ahead. Well, I was going to start it off. Do it, dude. Okay. So I don't know if you remember this, but Anna and I were engaged. We went to Chicago to this amazing um, premarital counselor yes. where we did like an intensive course over three days. Yes. And one of the things he said to us, which stuck with me and was like written in my core was that the hardest thing for couples to learn is that they speak different languages. Like Andrew speaks Chinese and I speak Russian. Just follow me for a second. And the, as long as it takes for each of us to learn each other's language is how long it will be difficult for us to understand each other. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're saying that we each are looking for different things. We we each come and come into a conversation with different filters and lenses, and we need to acknowledge that so that and, we can cater to the other person. And we could each be saying the same exact thing, but just be saying it differently. Okay. And it takes effort and things like this love language and all these different outlets to figure out what each other means and what each other needs. Well, yeah, yeah. It takes effort in the sense of self-awareness and then also having the vocabulary uh, in the sense that, hey, Sean, Sean is really prone to try to love me through words of affirmation, but I actually now realize that I'm more of a, uh, of, of a gifts person, right? Just no, this is all hypothetical. I was but about like, to say what? No, no, no. But but understanding the different buckets from which you operate. Yes. And knowing the framework really is helpful. So in our experience. Yes. It it is helpful. So the concept, let's take it back. The concept of love love languages was developed by Gary Chapman, PhD, in his book, The Five Love Languages, which we've both read. Yes. It's great. There's Nash. That is Nash. There you go. I'm guessing that's Comcast. Uh, and in the book, he describes five unique styles of communicating love. 
which are categories that he distilled from his experience in marriage counseling and linguistics. And he says, we all may relate to most of these languages, but each of us has one that speaks to us the most, which is your primary love language. It's very important. So can you list them? Do you remember what they are? Words of affirmation. Physical touch. Acts of service. Quality time. And gifts. Yes. Those are the five. Those are the five. And you will receive love in one of those languages. You'll also be more prone to give love in one of those languages based off your background, how your parents loved you, how previous relationships have shaped you. Um, But let's talk about which one we are, babe, and how to figure that out. So... I personally believe, and I think mine has changed a little bit over time. I think I show love through gifts. Okay. And I receive love through quality time. Interesting. Or physical touch. Quality time is just... The quality time is just the worst, you know, like, really, can you do one that (laughs) (laughs) she's the most time intensive? It is. It is. It doesn't matter how sweet I am to you. If I don't spend 14 hours a day with you, I'm kidding. That's not the definition of quality time, Andrew. That's true. Um, I think that I try to show love. I'm more prone to show love via words of affirmation. Yes. And I think I receive love through acts of service. Wow. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found skims while I was pregnant. And now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. So we just don't match on any level there. It's not something to be worried about, though. <laughs> no, no. It's not about matching. It's no, about I the know. awareness. But it's also a point because it's we each have to actively understand that how I would naturally show love isn't how you receive it. So then understanding that, oh, even though I really want to buy you this gift because I feel like I'm showing you you are loved through it, instead, I should be doing an act of, an act of service for you. And I think when people talk about relationships in the sense of it, they take a lot of work, mm-hmm. it's the understanding. First, it's the awareness like we talked about. Then it's the understanding and putting in the effort of, okay, I'm naturally going to try to give a gift, mm-hmm. but I'm going to really go out of my way and try to give her what she needs, which is, what was yours? <laughs> Quality time. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. All but right. So this, it's, go ahead. I want to add something real quick. Okay. 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 I am just reflecting on there have been a lot of times within our relationship, dating and marriage, where 
you guys know that within our our relationship, transparency is like the biggest thing. You have to talk about how you feel and you have to talk about where you're at in life and just being open and honest about your feelings. Um, There have been a lot of like times where we have been frustrated with each other or arguing with each other. And it comes down to the sole like issue being, I don't feel loved right now. And I think within this love languages, the root of that problem is it's not because your significant other doesn't love you and isn't showing you that they love you. It's because through time and just fallback, I or Andrew have failed to show each other love in the way that the other person receives it. So within our arguments, a lot of times it'll come down to, I just don't feel loved right now. And it's like, oh, well, I've been doing this, 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 and this. And it causes more arguments instead of listening to that and being like, oh, well, you're trying to show me. I'm just not receiving it. Yeah. It takes a lot of maturity. Really. It does. It's, it's a lot, but yeah. it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So this is important. We're going to rehash some of this because we came up with some tangible examples yes. that we could talk about, but it's important to know your love language and your spouses or whoever you're in a relationship with uh, love language so that you could show love to your partner in a way that resonates with them. So first example that Shauna came up with was maybe you love giving gifts. Yes. And you come home with flowers for me every single day. Yes. I used to give you apples every time you used to fly in. I and know. When I, and I picked you up from the airport. But maybe gifts is not my love language. And maybe all I need to hear is I love you every single day. That's That could be a potential rift that's caused. Right? I actually think we wrote that completely reversed. But it works. You're saying you need to hear you love <laughs> yeah. I love you every day? Yes. I think, I think the way we intended that was you come home every day with flowers for me Okay. and it's really sweet, but you don't I like would them. rather, I love them. I love them, but I would like, I would rather you come home and be like, baby, I love you. That just like warms my soul. Okay. The tough part about that is this is a whole side subject. There's no tangible thing. Cause then maybe I do something stupid and then you forget that I say I love you. And then you're like. I don't know. It, sometimes it feels like I'm just tossing words into a black hole of like, I love you. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but <laughs> do you remember what mine is though? Because mine isn't even words. Quality time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Today's episode. Let's go down that rabbit hole real quick. A lot of reflection should be taken when you're talking about what your love language is. For me, I think it has to do with my career in gymnastics and kind of the world that I grew up in as far as like media and, and entertainment, so many people had so many empty words. It was always like, oh, you're so good on this and you deserve that. And it was just filled with words. But actions really weren't there, especially within the media realm. Things were so fabricated that <clears throat> people would say things mm. and then go write an article and it would be completely different. I'd be like, but you told me that you were impressed or respected or whatever it was my performance was. And then they would write some really critical article. And so for me, words really don't resonate because I've learned over time almost not to trust them. So for me, I know quality time. It's like whatever you're going to take 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree. And therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with the therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. I'm out of your day to sit down and have a conversation with me shows me you love me. That's why we have our coffee time in the morning, yes. bev time at night. Yes. Trying to cover all the bases here. <laughs> yes. The second example, we'll just do this because we wrote it down. Uh, maybe you love doing chores around the house that I hate doing. Yep. And you do them to show affection, but maybe I just want you to spend time with me, you know? Mm-hmm. In that scenario, I wouldn't feel loved because... You're not giving me what what I need. I know. But the the important thing to realize about the love languages is that it's not just for marriage. It's not just for romantic relationships. This pertains to your family members, your friends, work relationships. Everybody kind of operates with these different love, love languages and how you feel uh, or give love across all these different relationships is valuable to, to know. So just well, communicate your needs. And to relate that on a different level in case it's not quite clicking is kind of like, remember back in school or remember when you played high school football, so many students and so many athletes have to be coached or taught differently. Maybe you're a visual learner. Maybe you can memorize anything that you see, but you can't memorize something that you hear or it's, switched it's the same thing within relationships with anybody everybody goes about a relationship differently and you have to learn how it is they quote unquote learn and if you can do that you can without fail show each other so much love and feel so loved that it just makes your relationship even better Mm. and i actually we kind of misspoke on this earlier. We didn't clarify this. Love languages is not the Enneagram. It's not like a personality test. It's Mm-mm. not, it is not ingrained in you. You can learn and, yes. and be flexible with your love language. And the author, Gary Chapman, does make very clear that we're not supposed to demand you love me in the way that I need. Yeah. It's me learning to love you in the way that you need. It's me yeah. adapting to you. And it's not like, which I think is pertinent to the definition of love, how I view it, which is the willingness to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I am going to sacrifice. I'm going to make the sacrifice to learn how you need to be loved, Mm -hmm. not expect you to love me or be loved in the way that I want to give it. So there's that. A lot of you guys might be asking, how do you find out your love language? There is actually like a test online that you can take kind of like the Enneagram, but it's, it's just going to ask like your preferences and rate this from one to five. And at the end, it'll say you're most likely the type of person to receive love this way and to give love this way. And it's a great thing for couples to do with each other because it just, it, like you said, it takes one more 
step towards like understanding each other. Yeah. And again, the, our natural inclinations for how we give and receive love a lot of times points back to our childhood and how we were shown or not shown love. And you know that, yeah, it can be both how your parents loved you, but also maybe what you were deprived of. But so yeah, let's, let's dive into it. I want to talk through each of the five love languages. Yes. And I want you to tell like us to tell each other why we do or do not like resonate with that love language. Okay. Kind of like I was saying with words of affirmation. Yes. And on the point of realizing what you are, we will link the test yeah. in the episode so you can take that. But we're going to kind of give the overview of what each of them are right now. So the first one we'll talk about is... Words of affirmation. People with words of affirmation as a love language value verbal acknowledgements of affection, including frequent I love yous, compliments, words of appreciation, verbal encouragement, and often frequent digital communication like texting and mm. social media. Mm. Do you remember when we first started dating? Mm. I'm really happy words of affirmation are not my thing mm. because when we first started dating, Andrew straight up said to me, I am not a texter. I'm I, not going to text you throughout the day. I am not. And we were long distance at the time. And I was like, what? And he's like, I would much rather at the end of each day have a phone call where I'm excited to tell you about my day instead of just rehashing all the little misinterpreted text and words that I've texted throughout the day. It feels like the opposite of a healthy, healthy relationship for me to just be glued to giving <laughs> you minute by minute ups, uh, updates on what's happening. I resented that. And that was, I think, why you and I worked out is because... In all my previous relationships, that's kind of the, the pattern or habit mm -hmm. I fell into. But with you, I was like, you know what? With Sean, I'm going to go big or go bust with you <laughs> and just communicate right out the gate that, hey, this is who I am. And this is, these are my expectations. And it worked for us. For a lot yeah. of people, they need words of affirmation and they need texting throughout the day and they need that like connection. But for us, I think because our lives have been so busy from the day we started dating we needed that space from each other and we needed yeah. that like quality time or whatever it may be afterwards. All right. So if the following things resonate with you, you might, you might have this yes. love language. Do you really like hearing your partner say, I love you? Is this meaningful and reassuring for you to hear? That's one of them. Do you appreciate being acknowledged or praised? It's nice to have your efforts recognized bonus points. If it's unexpected or out of the blue. Third details are important to you. Uh, you love when someone notices that you changed your hair or put in some effort in getting ready. When someone pays attention to the details, you feel seen. Or four, if you do something nice for your partner, it's really important that they acknowledge it and thank you. Mm. That one I resonate with. And then the, the third one I don't. Yeah. Which is I don't need you to like personal character. I don't need you to say, oh, I like your hair today. I also... I have a very hard time with compliments. I don't know why. It's probably an issue I should work on. Mm. But yeah, words. Words just, I think I've been... Numb to? Yeah. Mm. Um, but to kind of sum that up, it says, if your partner's primary love language is words of affirmation, choose your words wisely. I think that's really important to, to remember. You want to err on the side of positivity. When you notice good things, say them and say them often. Yes. Those are some good high level takeaways there. All yeah. right. The second love language we'll talk about is quality time. Eight, eight. 
Just the worst. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. So people whose love language is quality time feel the most adored when their parent partner actively wants to spend time with them and is always down to hang out. They particularly love when active listening, eye contact, and full presence are prioritized hallmarks in the relationship. They crave undivided attention, absent of phones, or other distractions. I resonate with a lot of that. Me too. A lot of that. I think we live in such a busy world and busy society that's so glued to distractions. And I, I mean that, like glued to distraction. Like all they want is to be distracted by their phone or a screen or someone else or an activity that it's really hard for me to notice when I'm worth sacrificing that for. And so when you are like, oh, I would rather sit down and have a conversation with you than be on my phone or texting friends or watching a TV show, that to me just oozes love, baby. I, I'm big on quality time. In as far as it's compartmentalized. So <laughs> meaning this, you know, I get frustrated when I'm working yes. and you interrupt me Yes, and you're trying to have quality time right in the middle of my work day. Yeah, but I need it right then and there. I appreciate quality <laughs> work time. I appreciate quality play time. I, yes. I appreciate quality love time, conversation time. So all of like, yes, that's how I view it. I'm aware. And I think it, Yeah. So if the following things resonate with you, this might be your primary love language. Do you enjoy spending uninterrupted time with your partner? Um, it is important to you that it's undivided attention, by the way. It's meaningful when they make time for you, prioritize you, and don't cancel plans. Mm, freaking wow. You know, I, you know I'm about that. I know. You know I'm about that. I know. Canceling plan commitments, but that's almost You want to bring different up issue. our first anniversary right now? What happened? Oh, <laughs> uh, when I surprised you? But before you surprised me. I told you I wasn't going to, I told <laughs> yeah. you I was going to cancel, but then I, the whole thing was I was surprising you. I know, but I didn't know that at the time. So our first anniversary, I was <laughs> working in Miami shooting Adventure Capitalists and it was our first anniversary. And Andrew, we had these plans where he was going to fly out and spend the day with me and he called and canceled plans. And I remember Which I called him. Which was so him, dumb. It was like the worst, uh, take it a surprise ever. yeah but and i remember i called him and i confronted him and i was like this really hurt my feelings Cry you're crying i should show you that video you're i was also like really lonely and i really missed you yeah and i was just like yeah you made plans to prioritize us and you canceled it meanwhile the entire time he's planning a surprise so which is no. weird considering you're planning on coming out so you wanted to cancel it only then to surprise me so dumb yeah. Not my best. You love sharing new experiences with your partner and making memories is a, is a third indication that quality time might be. I think that's like our favorite thing to do. Yes. Number four is time is precious to you and it's meaningful that you soak up all of your time together. That's me. Mm -hmm. Every waking second, baby. Fifth, you feel content just to be with your partner, even if you aren't really doing anything. See, this is why I like to watch Netflix shows with you. Like, this isn't quality time. Nope. It is. It does not count. It is. Because I could, I could be there or not be there. It does not matter. But if you're actively watching the show with me and not on your phone, then it's quality time. Debatable. I'm curious to know your thoughts listening. How do you feel about that? Is Netflix, is anything involving Netflix an attempt at love? I don't know. I, f I feel. 
on the fence about that. If any of this resonates with you, if your partner loves quality time, be intentional with your time, even if it's just for a walk and leave the phones at home. Third love language is acts of service. This is you, baby. If your love language is acts of service, you value when your partner goes out of their way to make your life easier. It's things like bringing you soup when you're sick, making your coffee for you in the morning, or picking up your dry cleaning for you when you've had a busy day at work. Live by the saying, actions speak louder than words. I resonate with that. Really? I feel like you've kind of morphed into this lately. As we've grown into parenting, there's so many things to do. Yes. Where it's like just checking some boxes off so that I feel like, I feel like I'm big on acts of service so that we can have quality time. You know I'm saying I don't I need that. you to freaking like repaint the room, but I need you to do something. I'll do that, that all day. Need. I know you will <laughs> freaking know you will. Let's talk about some things that if you resonate with, yes, access service might be your love language. Take do you feel taken care of when your partner shares responsibilities around the house? Which is my gosh, such a complicated thing. It's such a human fault that whenever I take out the trash, the thought that I always have or that I'm always prone to have is what the frick? I'm a only one that ever takes out the trash. Why does Sean never take out the trash? When in that reality, is not true. I know that. Oh. I know that. I just feel like it's such with chores. It's so easy to fall into that mindset of, oh, yeah. of I'm the only one that ever does this. Just like you saying the other day, oh, it feels like every Sunday our trash can fills up when it's like just a random pattern that you have noticed. Yeah. Where like the trash can fills up five of the other days of the week too. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes. It's easier. To pick out the fault and the negativity and the like. Yes. As opposed to, you know what? Sean probably took the trash out four times this week already. It's easier to be selfish and to say I'm doing everything and he's not doing anything or she's not doing anything. When in reality, you all are doing a lot. You just have to recognize it. Yes. Um. Going back to if these resonate with you, does it resonate to you if it says it means a lot when they follow through on something or when they step in to help with something? It means they are paying attention. Third, uh, for you, talk is cheap. Actions are everything. You need someone who can follow through. Preach. That's a huge thing for you. I know. Number four, when you're feeling stressed, you would love for your partner to step in and take something off your plate. Even if it's small, it will mean a lot to you. Hey, I'm going to just throw this in there. Okay. <laughs> this is sidebar, personal side, side Personal <laughs> sidebar. We can work out later. This is you. But you also have to allow me to take stuff off the plate for you. For work, for like work, I'm not good at that. Not at all. Yeah. You just like to like bottle up and you're like, oh, I'm so frustrated, overwhelmed. And I'm like, give me something to do. And you're like, no. I will just publicly admit I'm not great at communicating or delegating tasks. So no. I could work at that. All right. If your partner values acts of service, uh, this doesn't always need to be about chores. People have different interpretations. So just go ahead and ask what they need, which I think is just a good route to take with all of these is like have a conversation. Yes. Hey, I listened to this episode with Sean and Andrew. They were talking about five love languages. Let's talk through them. Let's think about which ones we are. And yes. then that way, just like it's an open discussion. You have the the conversation is begun. The fourth love language is gifts. Yes. You feel loved when people give you visual symbols of love, as Chapman calls it. It's not about the monetary value, but the symbolic thought behind the item. 
People with this style recognize and value the gift-giving process, the careful reflection, the deliberate choosing of the object to represent the relationship, and the emotional benefits from receiving the present. Uh, there's one quote I thought that was really good regarding this. People whose love language is receiving gifts enjoy being gifted something that is both physical and meaningful. The key is to give meaningful things that matter to your partner and reflect their values, not necessarily yours. Yes. So this might be your primary love language if you feel loved when you receive a gift. Not always about what it is, but the thought behind it. The gift reminds you that they were thinking of you, which fills you up. It doesn't second, feel like me right now. That doesn't feel like you? No. I, I was just thinking a lot of these overlap too. So like me having apples mm -hmm. for you when you come back from the airport is kind of an act of service. It's kind of a gift. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So realize that these can overlap. Second uh, thing that you might resonate with if this is yours is after a date or trip, you like to take a memento home with you uh, to remind you of the sentimental moments. I'm about that. Yeah. I'm about that moment. That life. I'm about that. I'm about that life. Well, I'm trying to actually be more of a minimalist. So, I'm. A, I got a long way to go. But <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Not a minimalist. More of one. <laughs> okay. Number three. The more meaningful, the better. Surprise gifts are the best. Sean is side note terrible at giving surprises. I just get too excited. I know. It's like it'll be the day of. She'll have worked four months to freaking make the surprise, and then she'll blow it because she's so excited the day of. It's got to be kind of cute, though. <laughs> no, well, your smile is that smile right there. Because I just get so that excited. That smile is cute. I will say I grew up having, like, my mom is the master of gifts. For every holiday, for a surprise, for any type of milestone, <clears throat> she mastered the art of, like, the coolest card. And when I lost my teeth, fairies would leave fairy dust in like a little pot of gold or like whatever, like she'd mastered that. So I don't know if that's how I receive love anymore, but I do fall back on that's how I give love. You're good at that. You do give love. thoughtful gifts. Uh, and lastly, you usually treasure nostalgic items and thrive on the thoughtfulness of a gift. So if your partner values gifts, mark, mark all the special <laughs> occasions on the calendar is one thing you could do and be prepared for, all of those events with a special gift. I actually, gift giving is my new hobby. We were just talking about this last night. I feel like there's so many moments where you're just watching Netflix on the couch or scrolling through social media. And I was like, you know what would be a way better time is if instead of freaking spending time on Zillow or on social media, let's shop for gifts for other people. It's mm -hmm. so much more fun. It is. So... I'm trying to be a better gift giver because I think I think it's a fun kind of. I also know I also know this guy John um, Rulin, yeah, who wrote a book called Giftology. Okay, just talks about the importance of it. It's memorable. People appreciate it. I mean, it could be. It's just important gifts, gift giving. So I'm trying to get better at it. Let's talk about the last one, babe. Physical touch. Yes. We did a whole episode on intimacy. Yes. And our thoughts on it, and physical touch kind of relates to that. So. Mm -hmm. It says people with physical touch as their love language feel loved when they receive physical signs of affection, including kissing, holding hands, cuddling on the couch, and sex. Physical intimacy and touch can be incredibly affirming and serve as a powerful emotional connector for people who have this love language. The roots go back to your childhood. Um, some people only feel deeply connected or only feel deep connection and love by their parents when they are held, kissed, or touched. 
I don't really feel this. I I think I, I think I uh, show this through aggressive, like wrestling. Yeah, you do. I think that's how maybe as the middle of five kids with three brothers, that's how it went down in my house. It was like a lot of wrestling. I was like, oh, this is kind of quality time, but it's also like, you know, it's, it's like almost a form of love. So that's how I give it. So I like smack Sean's booty <laughs> or tackle her. Yeah. Or, and that's how I'm, I'm expressing my love for you. I will say for me with physical touch, this is like a 50-50 on. I love physical touch when it comes to like holding hands and mm -hmm. almost like public display of affection. You do like that. I do because that was one of Sean's biggest misgivings with us early in our relationship is I did not show a PDA ever. And for me, I think it was an insecurity of the Olympics and kind of like the name that was attached to me. I wanted someone to feel proud and to not care what people thought and want to show the world that like I was theirs. First of all, there's, them there's so many, there's so many layers behind what you just said. I know. By the way. So many. <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> the fact that, well, we could talk about this later. <laughs> if your partner values physical touch or indications that you might, uh, you might look forward to hugs, cuddles, and kissing. Yes. Yes? Yeah. Number two, you feel grounded in a relationship when physical affection is cultivated often. Holding hands, long embraces, kisses are common. Third, you like PDA, per Sean's note. Yes. Uh, it helps you feel wanted and desired. Exactly. Okay. And number four, if your partner is sitting next to you, the closer the better. So little things that can help. Just doing small things like grabbing your partner's arm while watching a movie or initiating an embrace. Or one thing I love that we do is like hold hands when we fall asleep. I know. We used to cuddle and then Sean got pregnant and now that's just uncomfortable all around, yeah, I feel like. Is. So that was the fifth of the five love languages. Yes. And I feel like that was helpful for me. Same. And I, I feel like the like big takeaway for a lot of people is, oh, I relate to that and I resonate with this one, this one, and this one. But say gifts just aren't my thing. I think that's really important to tell your significant other mm. that if there's one you just really don't resonate with, tell them so that they don't spend all day, every day going to buy you gifts when that's truly not something you care about. Mm -hmm. It is worth noting that the author, Gary Chapman, analyzed the results of 10,000 people who took his online quiz in 2010 and found words of affirmation was the most popular language, mm -hmm. but by a, a thin margin. And in 2018, Hinge, the dating app, uh, did a survey and found that the most common love language was quality time by a long shot. Can I give like a... Which is so... Go ahead. Can I give a philosophical thought? Yeah, there? I got one too. I feel like in 2010, we weren't in the boom of social media. So words were underused. Now they're overused. So, or, or we're always receiving affirmation in the yes. form of likes or, you know, whatever comments. But we don't get quality time anymore. Preach. Yeah. That was kind of my thought too. That was, that was wise. Interesting stuff. Interesting. We felt like that was an important episode to do. If you have any other books... Or concepts in the realm of marriage or relationships, please share them with us. Enneagram might be. Did we do one on Enneagrams? I think we. That was. I think that was another one that ended in an argument that we started. In. I don't remember. Uh, that was a really. Was that a cough right there? <laughs> <laughs> it felt like you had something brewing in there. Yeah. Uh, but please share them with us. Uh, our couple things YouTube channel does have comments, unlike our main channel. 
So go ahead and share them there. And that's all we have for you. Please subscribe to the show. Give it a rating if you haven't yet. Thank you so much for sharing the last, what was it, 40 minutes or so with us. <laughs> yes. And we will see you next week. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye. This is the East fam. Out. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.